ഇന്ത്യാസ്റ്റിസ്മാർട്ട്കാസ്റ്റ് was adopted by a 143 to 5 vote in the 193 member general assembly 35 countries including india abstained in an explanation of the country's vote india's permanent representative to the un prochurakum boj said the country's decision to abstain was consistent with our well thought out national position there are also other pressing issues at play and some of them have not been adequately addressed in the resolution she said My prime minister has said unequivocally that this cannot be an era of war. With this firm resolve to strive for a peaceful solution through dialogue on diplomacy, India has decided to abstain, she said, referring to Prime Minister Narendra Modi's message to Russian President Vladimir Putin during a meeting in Samarkand on September 16th. The Jammu administration on Wednesday withdrew a notification that authorized all Tehsil Dawars to issue certificates of residence to people residing in the winter capital for more than one year. According to the new order by Deputy Commissioner of Jammu, Oila Wasa, the notification issued under the subject the Special Summary Revision 2022, acceptance of document for registration of electors, dated October 11th is withdrawn and be treated as void, reported news agency ANI. The order has been withdrawn amid strong objections from regional parties. The government is going ahead with its plan to add 25 lakh non-local voters in Jammu and Kashmir and we continue to oppose this move. BJP is scared of the elections and knows it will lose badly. People of JNK must defeat these conspiracies at the ballot box, former JNK Chief Minister Farooq Abdullah's national conference tweeted late Tuesday. People's Democratic Party, PDP, Chief Mahbooba Mufti termed the now withdrawn notification as central government colonial settler project. Mufti said that the order will bear the first blow to Dogra culture, identity, employment and business. There will be a flood of people into Jammu from outside. As outsiders will get a right to vote, it aims to finish the value of vote of residents of Jammu and Kashmir, she said. India has asked Canada to denounce the so-called Khalistan referendums by prescribed terrorist organization Sikh for Justice on November 6th at Ontario and act against those who promote terror and violence against the largest democracy in the world. It has asked the Justin Trudeau government to stop the so-called referendum and ensure that no Canadian government property is used to spew hatred or call for violence against Indian people. On Tuesday, the High Commission in Ottawa served a day march on the Executive Director of Global Affairs Canada in Ontario stating that the November 6th so-called referendum in Paul Coffey Arena in Mississauga would be the second unlawful exercise after the proscribed SFJ had organized another such exercise on September 18th at Brampton, Ontario. India has informed Canada that such anti-India activities were being promoted by violent terrorist organizations that advocate the killing of innocent civilians. 
though its high commission, New Delhi has reminded the Justin Trudeau government that both the countries had agreed at the highest levels, not to allow the use of their territories for activities detrimental to each other's security and national interest. The Canadian government had earlier conveyed in writing to New Delhi that it does not recognize such so-called referendums via note by Bali on September 16, 2022. New Delhi in fact has requested the Canadian government to denounce in strongest terms such attempts at promoting violence and threatening the territorial integrity of India. It has asked the Trudeau government to ensure that Canadian territory is not used for activities that promote terror, violence against the people of India and undermine its national security. Union Minister Kiran Rajiju on Wednesday launched a blistering attack on Congress's Jayaram Ramesh over the history of the accession of Kashmir with India and said Congress perpetuated a historical lie to protect the dubious role of Nehru. Let me quote Nehru himself to bust the lie of Jayaram Ramesh, Rajiju tweeted sharing screenshots of Nehru's speeches in the Lok Sabha in 1952, after the agreement with Sheikh Abdullah. The first time Maharaja Hari Singh approached Nehru for accession to India was July 1947 itself, a full month before independence. It was Nehru who rebuffed the Maharaja, Rajiju said quoting from Nehru's speech, countering Jiram Ramesh's recent argument that Maharaja Hari Singh did the dawn accession and that there were dreams of independence. Maharaja had approached in July 1947 itself, like all other princely states. Other states were accepted. Kashmir was rejected, Kiran Rajiju wrote adding that India is still paying the price for Nehru's follies. Nehru rejected Hari Singh's accession request and came up with some special case for Kashmir and wanted much more than mere accession, Kiran Rajiju said. What was that special case? Vote bank politics? Rajiju asked. The screenshot of Nehru's speech that Rajiju shared said, so we made it clear in the month of July 1947 that the state of Jammu and Kashmir should not be hustled into taking any action, and so we informed the Maharaja's government as well as the leaders of the popular movement there that this matter of accession should not be hurried. India's implementation of direct benefit transfer and other similar social welfare programs is a logistical marvel, a top International Monetary Fund IMF, official said on Wednesday. Responding to a question on the direct cash transfer program being successfully implemented by the Indian government, Paolo Mauro, deputy director of the Fiscal Affairs Department at the IMF, said that India's case is quite impressive given the sheer size of the country. From India, there is a lot to learn. There is a lot to learn from some other examples around the world. We have examples from pretty much every continent and every level of income. If I look at the case of India, it is actually quite impressive, Mauro told reporters. In fact, just because of the sheer size of the country, it is a logistical marvel how these programs that seek to help people who are at low income levels reach literally hundreds of millions of people, he added. Mauro was addressing a news conference during the 2022 annual meeting of the IMF and the World Bank Group in Washington. The senior IMF official marveled at the technological innovation involved in the implementation of welfare programs targeting specific groups like women, elderly and farmers. In case of India, Mauro said, one thing that is striking is the use of the unique identification system, the Aadhaar. But in other countries, also, there is greater use of sending money through mobile banking to people who actually do not have a whole lot of money, but they have a cell phone, Mauro said. 
so being somewhat innovative in identifying people, in processing their applications for transfers through digital means, deploying funds through, again, mobile banking. This is something that countries can learn from each other. We try also here to be a little bit of a convening place where people can compare these types of experiences, he added. You were listening to the HD Daily News Wrap, a beta production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Please give us feedback on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook at HD Smartcast or via email to podcasts at hindustantimes.com. Until next time. This was a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.